How do you build an agency that allows you to live the dream that you have for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your team, while at the same time helping your clients knock it out of the park and doing it all profitably? These are the big questions that we tackle here on the Agency Journey Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Dembski. Now let's get to it. All right, welcome into another week of Agency Journey. This is Gray, and this week on the podcast, I have the privilege of bringing on Felipe Zorzi. I feel like I messed that up already, Felipe, but welcome to the podcast anyways. <laughs> Hi, Gray. That's all good. That's all so, good. No worries. So say your last name for everyone with the right emphasis on like Zul, on the first part. I feel like it's the emphasis on the per- first part of the name that messes me up. Yeah, it's Zorzi. Zorzi. It's pretty hard. Even for my friends here in Brazil, it's pretty hard. So don't worry. <laughs> That's funny. And then, um, so the agency that you're with, which in the, to, uh, in the U.S. looks like GDM, but you guys say, well, not you guys say, the, yeah. correct, pronu- the correct pronunciation, Agencia GDM. Uh, it's almost the oh, same. Yeah. Agencia yeah, yeah, GDM. Yeah, Agencia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's funny to hear you speaking in agency in English. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. So um, walk us through kind of how you got into the agency space and uh, and where things are at now with the agency. All right. So to make a long story short, uh, I built my career in, in global communication groups like WPP and BBDO, always working with global brands and global projects. Um, I also worked a couple of years as a product manager on a Brazilian weekly magazine named Veja. Uh, it was a great experience. Yeah, it's the second weekly uh, magazine of the world, I guess, right after Times. Wow. Um, and it was a great experience there, uh, for sure. Uh, I, I was on the other side of the counter as, as a client. Yep. Um, and I guess that would be all before I, I decided to open GDM. And I would say the decision to, to do it, to start the agency, was uh, quite simple. During all the time working with big brands and big companies, uh, mostly advertising, paid advertising, uh, quite often I had friends of mine who were opening a business or who had a business already asking me questions like, uh, what name should I give to my company or to my new product? Uh, can you help me designing my logo and, and so forth? Uh, and when I managed to help each one of these friends, I, I must say that I felt a lot of joy. Hmm. It, it was like real happiness to me, uh, and much more happiness than I felt when um, I finished a TV commercial or a print ad, for right. example. So those good moments always uh kept in my mind and by the end of 2013 uh the golden circle concept crossed my way and and man that was uh really life-changing uh i watched it over and over and over i guess a hundred times and and i felt that was time to make a change uh i felt that was time to to open my own agency uh so after that, I found GDM with a partner, Hina, 
uh, who is still my partner and is in charge for the creative department. And later on, Ricardo joined us leading the strategy and digital initiatives. Wow. What a, what a journey. So as far as the type of projects that you're doing right now, and one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is because I know that you guys do a ton of branding and you already kind of, that was a big part of your story to even start this. But as far as the um, kind of breakdown and in, in servicing of the types of uh, services that you're offering right now and, and what you do most frequently, how does the, what does the service breakdown look like at the agency? Yeah. So uh, besides branding, and branding includes uh, deliverables as uh, from the very beginning of the process. So uh, the concept, the manifesto, the brand architecture, uh, positioning, naming, logo, graphic materials, so forth. Uh, the second front of service would be uh, customer experience. And that would include mostly inbound, but also paid advertising campaigns. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So as far as kind of the breakdown between those two, now it seems to me like the branding and design piece, there's like some elements, there's obviously building out some of the materials in the future that makes sense. But I think of it more as like a project um, with a limited time frame. Obviously there's yeah, that's um, versus like inbound uh, at least for a lot of agencies is kind of synonymous or, um, put in place with like a longer term. We're running active campaigns alongside you. Same thing with, with pad paid advertising. Um, as far as kind of the breakdown in maybe into like revenue buckets or in terms of how you guys are spending your internal time, is there, are you spending a lot more time on the branding projects or are you spending more time on the, on the marketing side of things? Yeah, I would say that's 50, 50. Uh, we love doing branding, but as you just say, it has uh, a limited time frame. So usually we stay with the client for three months, at most four months. Uh, and then sometimes it's not guaranteed. After a year, he comes back to us to uh, continue the work with an inbound strategy. Uh, so this is uh, this limitation obviously makes, make, made us along the way uh, to start this second front of service that could guarantee uh, clients uh, on the long term, uh, clients for a year. Right. So I would say right now we we are 50-50. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. As far as the branding process itself, if we could dive into that, someone comes to you, how are people presenting that need to you to start off? Are they coming saying, I need a brand and I heard you were the guys? Or are they coming saying... We don't really know what we're doing. What are, the, are is it typically a rebrand of organizations or a company coming to you for the first time during like the startup phase where they're trying to name it? How does what does that look like? Yeah, so if it's a, a startup company, uh, they will probably come to us to build from scratch. So they have nothing. Right. They basically know uh, what is what is the project, what is the service that they are uh, launching, but uh, they ask us to create things, the concept, the name, uh, the logo, and so forth. Uh, but the methodology that we created, created here is adaptable according to the company's needs. So if it is uh, 
an established company, uh, sometimes the challenge is, is, is different. So uh, we had a, a prospect this week that the only challenge that they had was to find their purpose. So they were not interested in changing their names. They were not interested in rebranding, uh, redesigning. Uh, they needed to find a purpose. They, they just don't need what to say when people ask, why you do what you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the methodology is pretty much adaptable for all different kinds of companies and moments. That makes sense. So someone comes in and maybe this is like an, we'll just use the example maybe of somebody coming to you. And I don't know if this is not the best example or not, not a common example. Maybe we pick a different one, but someone comes to you with a, you know, a business that's in existence already with a brand that's out there, but they want to rebrand for whatever reason. What does the process, how do you, how do you take folks through that process? What does that look like? Yeah. So I guess, uh, for us, it's very important. I, I would say that the step number one, uh, before even start the partnership would be to believe in the client's business or the client's idea or I, I know that we won't do a great job. Hmm. So before, before even start working um, with a startup or a company that already exists, uh, I often ask the clients, uh, why, do, why do you believe that your business are so relevant to other people? What kind of impact you are willing to cause? You know, this kind of questions makes me uh, feel if uh, it will be a good fit. Because, you know, if they can convince me, if I don't buy the idea, then I know that uh, a branding product won't work well for us. Uh, uh, on the other hand, when we, when we buy it, we know we'll be able to do a great job. So, an example, we were recently chosen to develop a branding product for a huge energy and infrastructure company uh, that exists, a group called... Uh, Patak here in Brazil. They're from the south of the company, uh, the south of the country, uh, and they and they are opening a new business in the clean energy segment, starting with the with, with wind power, uh, wind energy. So that's an amazing idea, an amazing product. We we truly believe in that. It makes sense to work to work on stuff like that. We know that this has the power to make the world a better place for our children, for our children to future generations. So I would say the step number one, the process is to uh, feel that it it is a good uh, idea. It has an impact and we would recommend it to our family. (laughs) Right. I think that's a good uh, test. Now, is that, I think what might be tricky here might be helpful to understand is, is most of that happening uh, it sounds like most of that is probably, my guess is that most of that is probably happening uh, pre-sales before there's actually, here's here's the contract and the client has paid you, or is that actually happening in a first step is your kind of understanding of the client and being convinced that you believe in the idea? No, that's definitely pre-sales. I would okay. say that doing this for a lot of years, uh, the first three minutes, 30 minutes uh, of conversation, I know that you know it's yeah, I just, I just know. <laughs> right. I, I just know. I think, and this is probably different with different size businesses, but with a lot of, uh, like having those conversations with a lot of owners, 
you just figure out very quickly whether someone actually believes in what they're doing and if they're really passionate about it or not by the way that they talk about it. And I don't think, uh, I think there's like sometimes just relying on your gut. Now that doesn't necessarily mean I'm sure there's more obviously that I'm sure you dig into and that you need to dig into to figure out does the, just because they believe it in it doesn't make, doesn't mean that you believe in it. Um, but, but understand whether someone, if someone else doesn't believe in it, it's going to be very hard, uh, to get, to get anybody, uh, convinced that, that that is a good solution or a good product or a good business. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's helpful absolutely. to kind of understand that on the, on the front, like this is happening pre-sales moving forward from there. What happens next? Yeah. So the other point that I would say that it's crucial for, um, uh, successful branding project is to start with the strategy and, and also put the client in the center of the process. Uh, when, when a company hires a branding project, they, they definitely looking for, uh, strategy planning, uh, uh, good quality information for them to, to be able to make, uh, important decisions of their own business. So otherwise they would be hiring only a designer. Uh, though very, very often they, the, the phone rings here at GDN with people, uh, asking us to create a logo. And I, I, I get back and say, we don't do logo. We do a uh, branding project. It's, it's quite different. So um, strategies is uh, the, first, the first part of the process. So we start with a huge immersion into the client business. We spend um, an entire week with uh, interviews, if it's a startup, usually we talk to the founder and we have a script to, to, to make this uh, first interview with the founder. And then we go deep into competition, the category and other reference. Uh, if it is uh, an established company, uh, besides the, the founder or the CEO, we also have um, uh, a workshop that we do with the board of directors. So we bring the board of, we bringing the, the directors. It, it is very important. So it's hmm. not only top down, uh, it's, uh, both ways. Uh, so strategy would be, um, the, the first step with this immersion, these interviews and the output of it would be, um, uh, first the why, how, and what. Mm -hmm. Second, the the brand manifesto. Uh, third, the position. Okay, so you're actually you're creating all of the kind of the underlying the foundation messaging before moving into any of the actual design. You know, like here's a here's how we're putting together the logo or the um, some of the brand assets that they need. Yeah, no, that absolutely. Otherwise, we would be doing anything. The designing uh, output would be the same for any sort of company. Right. That's why we need we need this time to go into the heart, into the minds of the of the people who are leading the company, who are working there, and and extract uh, all the good things from there, and then uh, make it it uh, a good and uh, uh, a good design project, a good naming project, and so forth. Right. That makes sense. So in terms of timeline here, you mentioned like we've got a, a week long process, maybe that's condensed a little bit. If it's a younger or smaller company, maybe it's expanded a little bit. What is the timeline from 
uh, we're starting the project to we have those the assets that you mentioned the manifesto and the why how and what and those pieces is that like within a two-week span or is that a longer time frame um, from when you actually get the interviews get the information out of them to how that gets condensed and goes through the process to to create the ultimate messaging yeah this usually happens in the first month so we have a four-week sprint uh, making all this strategy alignment before we start the creative uh, stage. Okay, that makes sense. So then, once that's built out, does that is that the point at which you're rolling into, um, like building out the logo? And I don't know if I don't know how much it goes in. It might be helpful to also understand: is this like we're creating? Do you start with a logo? Do you start with a style guide and then build the logo based on that? Um, how does how does that all come together? Yeah, actually, uh, bon, well, it depends on the client. So if it's a startup, we'll probably uh, start with the name, which I usually say that is like creating the name of your son. Yep. <laughs> because it, it is as important as that. So the first, the first step would be, would be the name. And, and it's crystal clear for us that uh, we should bring the client into this process from the very beginning. The, they they actually enjoy interacting uh, with the process. So when it comes to presenting the name, for example, uh, we print and paste all the names and its rationales on the wall uh, here at the agency. Mm-hmm. And then, then the client decides which ones stays on the wall and which ones go to the trash. So he, he does that until he came up alone with the winner. So he's the one deciding the name of his children, not us. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a part of the process that we, uh, we feel that adds value. When the client is interacting and uh, helping us moving forward with the project. So I'm not pushing anything to him. He's, he's there with us in a presence meeting. Uh, Doing all of all that uh, thinking on the names uh, with us, so it's, right. it's kind of funny. That's that's an intense process going through the naming process. Are, so, are you typically taking all the research, kind of going back, and the agency compiling a list of ideas, and then obviously, I'm sure, in at least in in most cases, probably running it against, uh, you know, what's already trademarked or what's already where the domains available or not available or how would you what would getting some of the assets look like um for these pieces are you guys creating most of those or is it more common for for your clients to come to you with here's some ideas that we had and you work off of and iterate that how does that and i'm sure there's probably a mix of of those that might happen but um, how does that process go down during the naming phase yeah i would say that most part of the time we we build it from zero so he, he doesn't have the name, and then we uh, we have a, a methodology to uh, to the naming stage, which which starts with um, a briefing, uh, or an online briefing document that we send to the client, so he fill it in, and then uh, from that we we do the brief documents with everything that we understand, like. Uh, what sort of territories the clients would like to be, uh, if the name would be more, uh, uh, how would I say that in English, uh, like more descriptive or more abstract. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So we have this document to uh, understand what the client has in, in his mind. And then uh, we get back to him with everything we, we understood from that. So this is the document that goes to the creative department. So all the info that they need to start building the name is over there, already aligned with the client. So they usually uh, now getting into the creative uh, uh, stage. They usually uh, goes into, uh, I would say like 200 names uh, that it comes from all, all okay. different universe that you can imagine depends on the client's uh, business, uh, obviously. But after that, uh, the, the creative team does their own, uh, they first, uh, uh, how would I say, uh, their first shortlist. Mm -hmm. So they separate around 40 to 50 names and we then paste all the names on the walls on yep. the walls of GDM and we do like uh, an internal brainstorming and and come up with a final short list of 20 names. So this is the number that we usually, uh, of names that we usually present to the client, 20, okay. not more than that. And But before the presentation and, and getting to your question, uh, we do uh, we do some research uh, basically, we look for three three points at the, at this stage. The first one is uh, if there is any other company in the same segment with the same name, mm -hmm. and in case it does, we just withdraw it from the shortlist and uh, we won't present it. The second point we look is the domain, if it's available, if we can register, or if not. What is the solution for that? Sometimes the client is very concerned about the domain, if it's available. And, and sometimes this is the most important criteria for him to, to choose the name. Mm -hmm. um, and the third point would be the, the, the legal part. If, if right. a lawyer could be able to register, here in Brazil we call it INPI. Okay. Uh, this is the this is the uh, the place the process that uh, they usually register the 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 namings uh, the trading uh, the trading part of it. Uh, so we do like a high level research at INPI at this stage. Uh, it's not we, we don't go very deep into the research, but a high level already shows to us if if it's a green or uh, a yellow or a red light. Right. Right. Some idea of what's there. That's, that's really helpful to kind of have it broken down and just understanding those different criterias. Um, Felipe, any, are there any other, so this is a super complex process. I've got a ton of questions <laughs> I could ask, but yeah, we're almost uh, over. Um, but are there any other kind of major points, um, from any anything any lessons that you guys have learned in the branding process that um, that would be helpful to share with folks. Yeah, so being very brief, brief shortly, I would say that uh, pay attention to the amount of work you you show to the client in every step. So 
So don't present more than 20 naming options and don't okay. present more than three logo options. So uh, don't that's overwhelm the number. them, basically. Yeah, don't, don't overwhelm them. This is, uh, this is about leading the process, leading the client's journey inside the agency, make them feel uh, confident about their decision. Um, and finally, I would say that uh, have fun along the way. So we usually don't celebrate the good work that we do, the, uh, the great ideas that we help becoming real business. So, so the message would be value all the deliverables from the planning to the graphic materials. It is important to, to show to the client that you and your team, the agencies enjoying the work, enjoying working with him, that you are having fun along the way. So when it how, happens, the client, yeah, that's, go ahead. Well, that's what I was going to ask is just how are there any, like, is there anything in your process that's kind of built in to do that? Or is that more of just a cultural thing? How do you communicate that to the client without it just coming off as like cheesy or fake friendliness or anything or like the fake celebration, but actual, uh, like, is there anything built into the process that's meant to yeah, help no, keep the client excited along the way? Now with the zooming bound. Uh, system. We have process for everything, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. So, I, so how, what is that? Uh, I guess specifically, and I didn't, I didn't mean to set you up for uh, for do inbound there, but um, what is there anything specifically like? Is this during meetings um, or on calls? I guess how do you communicate that sense of like we're moving in the yeah, right it, direction? Because I think these pro like having gone through this process and maybe it's just cause I didn't have as good of a process as you had to go through to go through this process. Um, yeah. but momentum starts to die out along the way. And like, it, it feels like it's dragging on at least in a couple cases that, that I've gone through this on projects. Um, and so I think it is important to have, I think that, I think what you're saying is like, this is a golden point that, that people need to realize is your job is not just a cheerleader. It's way beyond that, but your job is partially a cheerleader to keep the momentum going and to keep things <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. A, a big part of what people are paying for is the experience here. So, anything specifically that you guys do to um, to kind of communicate that? Yeah, yeah, it's quite simple. So, when I have a name approved, we have an email that one uh, usually the the product manager of the of the job sends to the client, saying that uh, the name is and valuing all the naming process, everything that the client went through with us, and now that we have that part uh, done what will be the next uh, stage of the journey so we have we created this template for for uh, for the moment that the client approves uh, the name and the logo and and the other stuff so i guess one one part of it that is very important is to break uh, the process into very small pieces so mm -hmm. as i said it, it's a three-month project, so uh, it is important to have a weekly interaction with the clients during uh, this whole period. So, so the clients will feel that the work is flowing, uh, you see things uh, going on. So we have this moment that we celebrate like a name approved or a logo approved. And we also have uh, daily routines that we, we just say to the client, oh, this this is finished now we're working on 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 that and and have the client uh on board with us that that makes a ton of sense and i think that's honestly that's where at guava box with probably the first 
three different retainer clients that we had and and with a lot of website projects early on that was like the biggest missing piece we were doing a ton of work on the back end and never communicating that to the client so they feel like nothing's happening we feel like we're, <laughs> yeah, we're working yeah. super hard and like it, all it is is it just comes down to communication and just like the culture of do we have a do we have a process and are we consistently keeping the client in tune with what's actually yeah. happening because we are making progress here so that's awesome yeah yeah that's it Wow. Well, Felipe, this is a lot of uh, a lot of nuggets in here. There's a lot more, I'm sure, that we could dive into, but this has been really helpful and valuable. I appreciate you being willing to come on and and share. So, obviously, we'll link up the uh, the website um, in the show notes for this. But is there any other place to uh, to point people to follow either you or the agency? Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so you you guys can find me over there, Felipe Zorzi. <laughs> Um, and by email, but uh, try LinkedIn. I'm, I'm always there. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Well, well, we'll definitely include that in the show notes then. Felipe, thanks so much for being willing to share and coming on, man. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks so much. Want more great episodes like this one? Hey, I'm Gray McKenzie, a host here on Agency Journey. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little overwhelmed when I find a new podcast. There are so many great episodes and great guests, it's hard to know which ones to listen to first. That's why we put together a list of the top 10 most downloaded episodes of Agency Journey. And you can get a copy of that list, plus all of our notes and takeaways, just by texting the word "do inbound" to 44222. Again, that's "do inbound" all one word, to 44222. Standard text rates apply. You don't want to miss these great episodes. Text do inbound to 44222 now.